did you miss us? You've tuned into the Bellingham Podcast for the month of May and June 2023. This is episode 224. From a trail on the city by the Salish Sea, I am AJ Barsay. And straight out of 9226, fully immersed in forest bathing, I am Chris Powell. On this episode, AJ and I are going to continue the conversation about traveling. This time, instead of us going away from Bellingham, what happens when people come into Bellingham? Let's talk about options and places to go and people to see next on the Bellingham Podcast. Chris, I want to dial it down just a little bit. How you doing, bud? I'm in a chill mood. Why, <laughs> you might ask. I'm not jacked up on caffeine. Actually, yes, I am. But I'm forcing myself to stay in the dulcet baritone level that you so enjoy. Where are we, AJ? Ooh, we are at, what do we call this? This is Recording Studio, studio B, if re, you will. This is Recording Studio B, which is the special place between the benches that we know, we, we call Larry Curley and Moe on the North Ridge Trail. That's right. Up in the Barkley District, if you will, of Bellingham, high on the hill, overlooking the city, depending on where your vantage point is. We normally don't record here for about eight months out of the year because the Northridge Trail is often soppy, yeah, muddy, yeah, wet. Yeah, the wood benches that we're currently sitting on would give us my dairy air would get soggy bottom, and I don't do soggy bottom. Uh, I, I'm not going to make a comment <laughs> about your dairy air. It's a beautiful location. We are in the the time frame, the season where everyone wants to be living in Bellingham. Yep. This is the this is the warm season, the good season, and we're it's so nice. Birds are chirping. We have a live studio audience uh, i think they are hunting around for food and uh, are you talking about the people on the trail or the birds yes <laughs> no every now and then you'll hear some uh, chatter uh, as trail walkers walk by as long as we don't get that annoying crow uh, no don't jinx it don't jinx <laughs> it let's get to the topic because last episode we talked about what happened when we went traveling mm-hmm. away mm-hmm. from bellingham during april i believe yep uh that was that was some experiences and anecdotal uh information for y'all this is a different take on that it's a hot take. So in this in this episode, we're going to cover traveling to Bellingham. So if you're listening to us, and there is quite a few of you because uh, you send me DMs, and uh, I love you all. But um, basically, we get the same questions like, hey, I am coming up to Bellingham or going up to Vancouver and want to come down to Bellingham. Or I'm in Seattle and I want to come up to Bellingham. What can I do on X? You know, do on a weekend, long weekend, on a day. Where would you recommend? So this episode is dedicated to all of you who have DM'd me that very question in the last seven years. And for all those of you on Instagram who have DM'd me, first of all, how'd you find my Instagram <laughs> handle? It's been dormant for a long time. M N M L T E K. He's so minimal. He I don't like have the vowels. vowels. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm glad AJ's handling the social media stuff for the oh, podcast. Yeah. Mm, anyway, yes. I'm still a digital ghost. Uh, I am thankful for our listeners who DM you going, yeah. when's the next episode there, oh, yeah. Hot Shot? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. let's talk about getting to Bellingham. How can one get to Bellingham, uh, maybe from SeaTac Airport, hypothetically? So a lot, a lot of the flights that come into Bellingham, um, you're either going to be on uh, what we lovingly call the puddle jump that comes from Seattle up to Bellingham. But there are some nonstop flights that come in. And that really, it just depends on what part of the U.S. you're coming in from. The large hub here in Washington State on the west side.
side is going to be SeaTac. And so typically you're going to have two legs. That's the Seattle Tacoma International Airport for those of you playing at home. <laughs> Thank you, Chris, for that uh, demonstration of what the SeaTac stands for. Right. So, yeah. So, but if in the event, um, there is Alaska Airlines, uh, which is kind of a regional, semi-regional, I don't know what, what they're bigger. We've now. got Allegiance, Alaska, Southwest yeah. and San Juan Airlines. If okay, you look so on the Port of Bellingham's website, which we got a link to in the, the substack. Sh- in Here the, comes the caffeine. Here oh, I come. there it is. There it is. No. So yeah, we, uh, the small, the small airline, yeah, that we have is, is San Juan. And that's really, and what's interesting about San Juan is they commute, they can, they can get you to commute anywhere. Like you can go from, I think, Payne Field all the way up to San Juan. For those cool. of you who are unaware about Payne Field, no, it's not a situation involving a field of your body. Uh, this is an Everett for yep. the, the where the Boeing company in Payne Field. Uh, yeah, out of out of Bellingham International Airport, we can go to Las Vegas, Denver, Seattle, Phoenix, Los Angeles. Direct. In, uh, direct, nonstop, no uh, stopovers no, or anything no like that. Jump. Yep, it's one big Dukes of Hazzard uh, ramp. That they all go yeehaw. Mm-hmm. So the other way is, and uh, you may have to uh, check for uh, the southbound trains coming out of Vancouver because I would know this one firsthand. Yeah, um, there is Amtrak. Uh, King Station down in Seattle is kind of the main hub. There is also the light rails, which is called the Link. Um, and quite frankly, like if if you haven't been in Seattle in quite some time, the Link system has is being developed. It is getting big. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, you, I think by the end of this, basically everything from South Seattle all the way out to to uh, to Quilla, I think, is going to be all linked up, and then as far east as I thought North Bend or something like that. It's it's going to be crazy what what you can you can take on the light rail. It should make a big impact on the traffic situation in the Seattle uh, area in, in, in getting people to and from work yeah. and home and stuff like that. But yeah, Amtrak they have an app. They got a website. Y'all got to check it out yeah. <laughs> as you are considering uh, taking the train. Yeah, and if, if you are taking the train, like I said, take a look at the link so that if you are, depending on where you're coming in from, you might be able to link up to King Station, then King Station up to Bellingham. But there are some ground transportation options available. There is? Yes. Like like monster trucks? Like Close. Okay. It is a monster bus oh. of, two, of two types. You talk about one, I'll talk about the other. Okay, so the, the one that is kind of well-known is Bel Air Shuttles. Uh, and they're they're basically the airporter from from Bellingham or uh, or from Seattle up to Bellingham, and basically it's door to door from uh, our airport to SeaTac and vice versa. And they do make stops along Interstate sure. Five on the way. So therefore, if you have friends along the way, that could be a nice uh, Greyhound alternative. Yeah. But you know we're talking about getting from an airport to an airport and to Bellingham in general. Right. The second one is a new Ish. comer. Yeah. Uh, this one is not purchased by. The, or brought to you by the Netflix company, but it is called Flixbus. Wait, Flixbus? Uh, Flixbus. Oh, Flixbus. Yes, I'm enunciating. Uh, this is an economical uh, ticket to get you on a moving vehicle, mm-hmm. a big bus from Bellingham to Seattle. It's eco-friendly, according to their website. Uh, it is rather green on the exterior. And Just because on, it's green, it's eco-friendly? Uh, or is it electric? I thought Kermit was always eco-friendly. <laughs> they do have Wi-Fi for all of you that need to be able to uh, stay connected and not look out the window at the beautiful uh, I-5 that is going on. But anyway, yeah, you got two options, airport or shuttle. Uh, and Flixbus to get you around or at least to Bellingham. Yeah. 
but getting once you're in Bellingham, though, we got a couple uh, options to choose from. Right. So, I mean, if you're coming up to Bellingham, the the downtown scene, as it were, remember that we are a university town. We have Western Washington University at the top of the hill. Um, that hill is called the Arboretum or Seahome Hill. Seahome Hill. And uh, that's definitely a kind of a, a place to go if you want to uh, go up to an overlook. Um, I'm not going to call it a, a lookout tower because it's really not. But what's nice about it is it's it's gotten quite overgrown in you know the decades that you and I have been here. But They've kept their lawnmowers on hold for a while now, but yeah, different type of overgrown. Yeah, those Doug furs. Yeah. So, but um, what's a cool spot is, is that you can drive up to basically to uh, the top, or if you are daring, you can walk to the top of the Seahome Arboretum and then uh, get a view of the bay. Um, and Bellingham Bay is kind of one of our, our you know, we're the city by the Sailor Sea. It's probably the most pronounced local natural attraction that you'll get. Now, adjacent to us, not but an hour, hour and a half from us, is the Mount Baker Wilderness. And if you've listened to 200 plus episodes of this show, you know that's where I pretty much live. And that can be anything from hiking to biking. There's a lot of people that actually bike uh, 542, which is the highway that goes from Bellingham out to the end of Mount Baker. The Mount Baker Scenic Highway, if you will. The Mount Baker scenic highway it is which is going to have some real construction in the uh, near future but do keep that in mind it's a little bit of a yeah pit stop on the road to uh, the top of mount big yeah f- future future updates on a future show because i've got a hike planned but, but if we wanted to get out of Bellingham, you know, sometimes you go to Bellingham for Whatcom County. And over the years, I have really enjoyed this little nook uh, of the north part of Whatcom County, real close to the border. In fact, you can see the darn Peace Arch border uh, from this place called Semi-Amu. Semi-Amu is a casual northwest seaside resort. Their website works, <laughs> no, not, not ours. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it's a wonderful place. Sure, if you have a conference that you want to go to or you want to have a, a really wonderful experience of a, of a getaway stay, they got you covered. But you may see a real tall fella and his beautiful wife and their cute little barking dog walking along uh, the beach and the other trails uh, around Semiamu. It's a great place to look at another part of Bellingham Bay mm-hmm. and to see White Rock, that city right on the other side of the Canadian border. Hi, neighbors. Hi, neighbors to the north. Uh, it's a great location. Plus, AJ and I like to, like to be timely on this ep, uh, on this podcast. So as this is being dropped, breaking news. Breaking news coming soon to Semi Amu, and we're talking about Saturday, June 10th. So keep in mind they have a number of events during the summer because that's when the nice weather is. Saturday. June 10th, ter- uh, Theater on the Terrace. Got a link to it in our Substack notes. Check it out. Family-friendly performances from the Shakespeare Northwest group. They're cool. We've seen them before. There you go. And it's free. So therefore, you find a parking spot. Good luck with that, too, because their parking lot is yeah. always in the summertime. Very cramped. But you got some free Shakespeare awaiting you a week from uh, at the time of our recording. But when you hear this, check out Saturday, June 10th. Also, four times this summer, in one, uh, there's... June, July, August, and September, I believe, there are seaside barbecue and live music events hmm. at Semiamu. And I have played in a, in a band uh, performing music live there in the past, oh, and cool. I've dined there yeah, yeah, as yeah. a patron. The, the view from their terrace, the little outdoor area, is magnificent. It's, it's skookum. It is a, a skookum. That's what the kids are calling it. Uh, great food, uh, some yeah, seafood food. and other really uh, impressively produced uh, meals for you and live music. Always at a great volume. 
because it's creating an environment. So right. this is definitely something to check out as we approach that Canadian border. But what, AJ, would you do if you wanted to go past the Canadian border, having made Bellingham your home base stop? Well, I mean, first, before you make it our, our home base, because it is our home base stop, you might be listening to us over the terrestrial airways right here on KMRE 88.3. On your FM dial, 88.3 is a place <laughs> to, to be, be for the city by the Salish Sea. You heard it here first, folks. Yep, Suzanne, you can run that. Yeah, so, uh, no yeah. charge. <laughs> so after uh, six of the seven years of, of uh, podcasting and broadcasting that we've been on, uh, uh, Marie is dialing it up with their bigger transmitter. Um, some may remember that I was an MC. More power. Oh, yeah. I was an MC at one of their events to raise money for that big transmitter, and so they're starting to flip switches. AJ's not taking credit for it, but, no, you know, no, but, no, 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 but no. he was helpful in the process of getting it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so now, uh, 102.3 FM, our shtick that we normally have done for what six years yeah uh is now 88.3 is the place to be at the city by the sailor sea that's yo. right and we thank kmre <laughs> once again for broadcasting our show uh on the weekends on the terrestrial radio moving left on your fm dial if you're in your car yeah so as you were saying yes uh so if you uh, go across the border uh vancouver surrey and low lower mainland uh fraser river valley is great there is, I mean, we could dedicate an entire episode of what to do coming from Bellingham up to Canada because you and I both have spent a lot of time up there. Mm -hmm. The place that I love to send everybody is to go up to Squamish and you're on the... Don't be squeamish about going to the Squamish. No, don't be squeamish because uh, once you get out of Vancouver and yes, it is, uh, dry, uh, the traffic can be as bad as driving through Portland. I know, I feel you folks, but I promise you, once you get on the north side of North Vancouver um, and you hit the Sea to Sky Highway, you go all all the way out to Squamish and it is a gorgeous drive. Uh, a lot of people with like high performance vehicles will go out there as well so you can actually do some cool car spotting. There's a, a hot rod scene um, like Bugatti style yes. uh, out of Vancouver and stuff so you can kind of see them running. The The other thing that's nice about it is from Whatcom all the way up there and we'll talk about it later in the show is you're in a big mountain bike uh uh, culture country up here so if you are part of that scene uh, Squamish is basically the mountain bike mecca up there um, I have several friends that go up just for the mountain biking scene I don't partake but the drive up regardless if you're on two wheels four wheels or whatever is gorgeous something to definitely check out uh, if you around here for this beautiful yeah. weather season let's talk about our county the one with the big W that we know and love and have talked about for 224 episodes now what to do around Whatcom that is unique Mm -hmm. and something you may not be able to find elsewhere where you might be living in the world. So I'm going to jump in on this one because a lot of people ask me about it on Instagram. Um, so when I, the one thing that I love about our Salish Sea is that we have bounty of seafood, whether you're at, as far as Whidbey Island or far north as Vancouver, like we all share in common the Salish Sea. So if you like oysters, I got a tip for you. So many episodes, Chris and I have talked about Chuckanut Scenic by Way, yes, I think is the official name. We call it Chuckanut. Uh, off of Chuckanut, there is the Taylor Shellfish Farms, where it is just that. It is a shellfish farm right there on the, uh, on the Salish Sea. You have to actually cross a live railroad track to get over to there. But once you're there, you, it's an awesome restaurant. They used to allow you to shuck oysters right there. Now it's kind of, um, they, they do it for you now as a formal it's restaurant. It's a bit of an experience restaurant, if it you is. can infer what I'm saying. It is. But you are right there on the Salish Sea. Pretty much only us locals really go. Or if you're traveled up here and you listen to 
our show, like uh, a couple out of Tennessee that I met there once. Uh, you know who you are. You're both photographers and love analog film. And thank you for the print. But um, what's cool about Sh- Taylor Shellfish Farms is that it's really affordable. I mean, you're looking at like, a, I don't remember what it was, like $2 an oyster. And these are premium oysters. Uh, they can be warm. They can be cold, raw. They could be whatever the, the soup du jour of the Salish Sea is that day. Great experience Absolutely. if you love seafood. And if you keep driving along Chuckanut Drive, I believe it could be State Route 11. I was yeah. trying to remember the route. Yeah, you know, don't quote Scenic us on Byway. this. Scenic Byway, Chuckanut. And if you just, you know, like Uncle Chuck is throwing a nut, Chuckanut, yeah. that's how you can kind of remember it. If you do a little bit of searching, uh, Larrabee <laughs> State Park is great for the family. Yeah. Miles of trails, a mm-hmm. uh, great place to be able to enjoy that bay and play, if you may, I dare say, that's the way to spend a day. Wow. Lara Bay. Oh, bay wow, Bay. Wow, wow, Chris. <laughs> Cinched it at the uh, end. See what happens when I get caffeinated? Oh, Ooh. my goodness. Anyway, Larrabee State Park along the Chuckanut Drive is definitely something to, we've talked about it in previous episodes. Yeah. Uh, definitely something uh, in this wonderful season of summer. Yes. Get on up here check it out and then there's other places around uh, that you may want to go to once you've spent a couple hours there yeah so if you're if you're just coming up for a short turnaround because i get this a lot you know we're just going to come up for for the day you know uh what would you recommend and i still stay stand by what we've recommended like 100 episodes ago when waypoint park opened up go down to waypoint park park and uh because it's still free parking and down there you're going to find like the portal which is like these these um shipping containers that have been staged as like there's vendors and stuff that are working out of these containers that are artistically painted and such right next to a giant pump track yeah that portal that we're referring to is not a multi-dimensional one like marvel's doctor strange or the twilight zone as the case may be but no this is a whole lot of shipping containers that have been uh set aside converted to fooderies yeah eateries thank you and bikeries with the pump track mm-hmm. and it's, drinkery uh, drinkeries yeah, yeah. Uh, there is a curbside exactly so you'll be surprised at what you locate they may the websites when we say go go look it up on the web things are so new they may not be updated yeah. from content standpoint but keep that in mind as you are headed towards waypoint park on your apple or google maps or Waze or uh osm and maps uh, if you're an open source kind of guy like me let's talk about Wacom falls and like Wacom up the hill a little bit so up from the bay you've got the entire inner urban trail that can connect from waypoint park pretty much all the way up to where we're sitting and recording right now um and this this is a series of interurban trails see the the uh urban hikers grand tour that's right for all of those the ah, previous... memories that was a great series oh it was and uh whatcom falls is just that so it's our it's our local waterfall um means uh whatcom is uh noisy water um in either chinook jargon or it might be in wakalami chasen i can't remember which language but uh that's our our local falls it's great year round there's a cool little bridge that is often photographed and such and you know that adjacent that goes right adjacent to uh our lake whatcom which is our big purdy lake that we all drink our water from so uh that there's lots of trails that go around there like i said see our previous episodes for those when it gets warm and in whatcom county it does get warm during the summertime great mm-hmm. place to go for a dip as opposed to the bay of bellingham the no, bellingham bay no, that's a little chilly uh eh. master diver of uh, era parents who Close. can attest to that so Anyway, but yeah, so the next to that, like right there at Whatcom Falls, is one of our uh, one of our, I think one of our first uh, mountain biking pump tracks and such. And like I said before, 
this area is well known for mountain biking. We have the uh, Whatcom Mountain Biking Club. You'll see their their logos WMB stickered, plastered on many a Subaru up here. <laughs> yes, Subaru Subarus are a plenty here. And um, what's cool about this also is uh, the big mountain that we have here that is dedicated to mountain biking is Galbraith. So Galbraith Mountain has a ton of different routes and stuff if you're in that scene. If Mount Baker would be a mecca for skiing. Yes. Galbraith Mountain could be a mecca for mountain biking in this area, at least from what the locals are chattering about from what I hear. It totally. It, it basically, I have friends out in Kitsap that literally come up, they do a stop over here in Bellingham, hit Galby, and then they go all the way up to Squamish. Now we could do a whole three or four episodes about places to eat and places to drink and places to imbibe. We've done that for 230 uh, plus episodes. So look at our archives about that. <laughs> but when you come to Bellingham, you're going to have a good time. Yeah. And whatever you're going to find, you're going to have a good time, especially for families. You want to get a souvenir of your experience. Where do you go get a souvenir? Well, I'll tell you there, sports fans. Uh, over on Cornwall Street in the left atrium of the heart of downtown Bellingham, uh, there's plenty of parking available uh, uh, one road away. It's the Northwest Corner Goods. It's, so in downtown Bellingham, you got your souvenirs that you could pick up. The Bellingham flag, which was designed by... Bradley Lockhart. Right. Uh, very iconic, if you will, mm-hmm. here in Bellingham. I get a nice little memento. They got uh, hats. They got shirts, mugs, stickers for your laptop or drinking vessel, whatever have you. So that's one more thing as a little takeaway as you head out of town for that. Yeah, no, Northwest Corner Goods is the goods. So now that you've been in Bellingham, let's talk about a way, in case you have a multiple night stay, do we, do you go to a hotel or do you go to that old, that newfangled Airbnb that everyone's talking about? Or VRBO. Verbo. Or, or uh, I, I don't know, whatever the acronyms the kids are using these days. So really there's two hotels that are kind of big here in Bellingham. There's a Northwater. Uh, the, there's going to be a big hotel by the airport decked in neon green yeah, that's lighting. The, yes. Yeah, so that one's the Northwater. Then we've got Four Points, which is down by Lakeway. Kind of in, uh, just outside of downtown. Yep. And so that's that's kind of the two vibes. So if you're coming up and driving and you're looking for, for a, a spot, downtown Lakeway, if you're flying in, you might want to be up north. And don't forget, there's also off of, nor- off of Northwest, mm-hmm. uh, there are a couple hotels available uh, in the Bakerview right. area as you approach the airport. But for Airbnbs, you may want to get a little bit of additional... Uh, vibes, if you will, for this area. And of course, you know, depending on where you go, you you can find some really good ones. I got an insider idea to float by you. So dear listener, if you're going to be staying for a little while and you don't mind doing the drive, so let's just say you're going to have a little bit of retreat or you're not going to be needing to be in town all the time and such, you go in your car, you rent a car or, mm-hmm. you know, something. And we do have a rental car place. We, there is a rental car place around. Uh, and I think if you tried Turo, you might be able to find something around. Uh, well, your mileage may vary. Pun intended. <laughs> but uh, north of town, there is a Slater Road exit. And if you take the Slater Road exit towards the water, and I'm going to say westbound, <clears throat> you're going to reach a little sleepy bedroom area named Sandy Point. Ah, Sandy Point. And you get the views of the Bellingham Bay where you're kind of almost on the bay they might have some Airbnbs there as well so if you're looking to get out of the hustle and bustle of this town that could be a really great place to find a, a great a swank Airbnb yeah no Sandy Point is is a good local uh, a, a local look if you're looking for for VRBOs and stuff the ones that I usually recommend is south actually so I uh, on Chuckanut that scenic byway there's uh, happens to be a, some frequent spots on uh, Airbnb there uh, so like if you're looking for 
for kind of that classic quintessential Northwest vibe in a small cabin-y type of place, there are some places there up on the hill. And as always, as we often say in uh, the Bellingham podcast, you know, do some research. Yeah. Find out what works for you. Do some homework and then find the best deal that you can. And as always, reach out to me because Chris never checks his uh, DMs. Yeah. <laughs> Contact uh, AJ. He's a fine young man. Yeah. Yeah. If, especially on Instagram at AJ Barce. Reach out. Um, the Bellingham podcast does have an Instagram. Uh, I do check it every so often, uh, but that's really just there to announce the show. I'm so, only here because, you know, AJ lets me. Yeah, but, uh, but you're pretty. You're, the, you're, you're, you're the, the pretty face of the show. I am. I got a face made, made for, for radio, radio. and yeah. the voice made for putting you to sleep. Let's talk about our favorite part. <laughs> of the podcast ah yes this is quality assurance my favorite part of every episode because these picks are picked for you by aj barce and chris powell for your quality assurance i'll go first this time go all right so recently uh we have a my family has a young man he's a freshman at western washington university and he is involved in uh, the symphonic band and the jazz uh, uh, ensemble for the College of Fine and Performing Arts at Western, mm-hmm. as we affectionately refer to it in a nickname. Should you not want to be involved in a very loud, cramped, potentially expensive live music scene? Got an alternative for you, fellow introverts. If you're able to make your way up that hill on Seahome Hill, like AJ mentioned previously, Western Washington University has year-round events for music, dance, and theater. Mm-hmm by some very talented students. We attended a jazz performance and you know, I'm, I'm gonna give my little evaluation because I've been a musician for a number a of hot years. Minute. A hot minute, as uh, they say. So to be able to go to a live performance of some high quality music in a beautifully uh, sounding acoustic venue, mm-hmm. that's free. In most cases, there may be some uh, oh, fees. Parking, parking notwithstanding. Oh, I'll get to parking in okay, a second. Okay. But as far as the admission to get into the performance, got it. Got it. Western has got your hookup year round. We got a couple links to the music events, dance events, and theater events, depending on your interests. Mm-hmm. As AJ alluded to, one thing you must be aware of as you are going to attend a performance at Western Washington University parking is a situation. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. And for a, a, a long time, for a long time, parking has been a premium in the evenings for live music events. We have a link to an interactive parking map yes, we for do. Western Washington University. You will want to look at this to know where to park so you don't incur the wrath of a potential ticket. Or a boot. Or a boot. We, yeah. That would put a downer on your enjoyable evening of music or the arts. Also, uh, Western Washington University decided not to go with the city of Bellingham in the pay-by-phone app parking that most of this the downtown area has. Western has the Park Mobile app. So if you have an iPhone or an Android phone and you're parking on campus, you want to get the Park Mobile app ahead of time because you got to register a credit card uh, and so on and register your vehicle license plate so you don't get lit up by a parking ticket. Right. A couple caveats to do ahead of time to enjoy your evening of uh, arts and entertainment. That's my quality assurance. The quality is for the music, dance, and theater that you get at the university. The quality is not pertaining to the parking, parking situation. AJ, hit it. So my, my, my quality assurance actually is a, a new strap. So 
uh, because I've been diving so much, uh, I my my watches. I have a problem, Chris. What is your problem? So <laughs> you only have one. Well, no, I wear two. So <laughs> uh, typically on my left wrist, I still uh, wear an analog dive watch as a redundance to my dive computer on my right wrist. Um, my dry suit, however, is basically a space suit. Even a long dive extension um, strap has its problems. I'm picturing the Beastie Boys as intergalactic right now. Basically. Yeah, all right, cool. Basically. Thank you. So, um, and I'll, I'll talk about this on a later show or, or on the Analog Explorer, but on uh, a dive trip, one of my watches went overboard uh, because I had a two-piece strap. That's a situation. It is a situation. Um, it was a dive that I was not running a one-piece strap and luckily it got recovered. But anyway. Was that a wardrobe malfunction per se? It was a very big, well, no, it was actually a pretty bad wave that hit the the boat that I was on and I knocked my wrist. You didn't have a Janet did, Jackson moment though. No, no, uh, no. I was, I was in a wetsuit. I'm fully clothed. So no. Um, so out of that instance, Chris, yes. Um, I, I needed to find a, a, our crows are back. Our crow bros are back with an owl. Yeah. That's an owl. I, I can see an owl. Yes. So what just happened, AJ? So uh, previously on the Bellingham podcast, we interrupted this uh, pod- scheduled podcast. This is for some creative or- editing right now. For some, yeah, I've, oh my editing nightmare. Some ornithological uh, stuff went down between what we count eight uh, eight crows against an owl. Yeah. That looked like a horned horned owl of some sort. It was a murder of crows. Yeah, against the owl a, wanted to murder them. Well, yeah, I think so. I think they were, from what you gathered in your peepers, the owl had some uh, tasty vittles in his yeah. talons. Yeah. And the crows were uh, saying, hey, how about some over here? All, hey, I want some. All, all the stuff that you never thought you would hear on a podcast. That That's our show All right, right so there. we paused so, for a little bit to do some editing, but my, let's get back to your my, dive. My quality assurance. So I was on a dive, and uh, I had my watch go overboard. Luckily, it was recovered, and uh, it was caused because one of the spring bars on my watch, uh, on my two-piece strap, buckled when I smacked it across, uh, on the side of a tank. And uh, after that, oops. I had to go find a strap uh, that was long enough. So I contacted a gentleman that goes by the handle Spring Made Straps on Instagram. SMS. Mm-hmm. He he has uh, this awesome na- uh, nylon one-piece strap. Very minimalist because it has one buckle. Okay. It's kind of like um, Zulu Alpha Straps out uh-huh. of the UK, but even more minimal than his. He has one buckle that's milled 316 stainless steel. Very small. So it just slides through, and basically it's a friction that holds it between the, the, the two kind of like a D not really like a D D ring, but kind of the similar type of setup. But, um, I just want to give him a shout out because, um, he was able to, to, uh, make me one long enough for my, my, um, uh, dry suit. And I just used it recently. So, um, so far so good. What with, while we always will be, uh, down with the Zula alpha strap mm-hmm. click, we want to welcome the, uh, SMS to the <laughs> belly and podcast and analog yeah. explorer crew, yeah. if you will. Yeah, no. So yeah, check out spring made straps on Instagram. Uh, and, uh, yeah, his, I mean, reasonably priced, I think his straps are like 35 bucks a piece and different colors, including black Chris. Yep. Um, but, uh, yeah, take a look at him. Um, and I believe it's all hundred percent, uh, made in America. All, all the better. And with that in mind, we should probably go see what's going on with these crows to see what's going on. I hear them in the distance. Oh, man. Well, that poor owl. But that wraps up this ornithological edition of the Bellingham Podcast. Thank you again so much for listening to us, rating us, reviewing us, wherever you like to get this podcast. Remember, if you are in the Bellingham area or coming up to the Bellingham area, you might be listening to us on Camry 88.3. 88.3 is the place to be by the city by the sailor sea, if you know what I mean. That's KMRE and stuff like that. 
Wow, Chris. I know. Wow. It's going to be my shtick from now on. I like it. I but, like it. Uh, I'm AJ Barsay. And I'm Chris Powell. Thanks once again for joining us on the Bellingham Podcast on remote location this time. Now the Curse of the Crows. Maybe the, maybe your fans from Tennessee can uh, come on up and get another uh, print of that one. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be cool.